0: it's a labor day i a i've got five questions from poker forge members and i give my answers to the questions and i also give some poker forge recommended videos that you can find as a brand new lifetime member let's get to it it's study time y'all welcome to smart poker study i'm your coach sky matsuhashi let's get you learning and taking action So I'm really excited about today's episode, and today in particular, it is Labor Day here in the States, and I'm holding my special Labor Day lifetime membership deal. Normally, lifetime membership is $1,000, even, just $1,000, and for the special Labor Day, just until Tuesday the 7th at midnight, I'm offering lifetime membership for $497. That's about $500 off lifetime membership. There are nine masterclass courses, hundreds of action steps for you to practice what you're learning. Loads of quizzes, loads of demonstration videos. It has everything that you need or that a microstakes online player needs in order to be successful in this game, and have a great, outstanding poker journey. So to sign up and become a lifetime member, no coupon code, nothing needed, just go to thepokerforge.com and sign up before Tuesday, the 7th at midnight. Once again, thepokerforge.com, Labor Day lifetime membership, $500 off, $497 to have access to the Poker Forge for the rest of time. All right. So the five questions that I pulled today all come from different Poker Forge members and they relate to situations like filtering for hands within your range, the best way to utilize your study time, uh, defending against a three bet squeeze, improving, improving, <laughs> improving your blue line within Poker Tracker 4. And I'll discuss what that is in case you don't know. And then how stealing affects your image. So please, to get the most out of this episode, go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 357. Okay, let's get to the questions and the answers. Gambate! I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. So the first question today comes to us from Ian, and he said in an email, I would like to filter my database to show all hands where I diverted from the default range for each position to ensure that my diverting isn't unprofitable. And this is a really great use of your study time, Ian, and everyone else who wants to make sure that they're playing their ranges profitably, right? Uh, It's a three-step process. And actually, to illustrate the three-step process, I put a YouTube video in the show notes page directly answering this question from Ian. Uh, Once again, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod357. But here's the three steps. Step one, and you're gonna do this in or you're gonna do these three things in this exact order. Step one is to create and save the hand range that you want to examine and save it within Poker tracker four as a quick filter. Uh, in the video in the show notes, the example that I use is the button raising first in range of thirty one percent. So when you run that filter, it's going to show you the results and all of the hands within that 31% that you were dealt. Not that you played, but you were dealt those hands. Step two is to pull up the quick filter and then add to the filter, raise first in. If this is your raising first in range, if you're working on like a big blind calling range, enter the, uh, the big blind range as your quick filter and then add to it calling a two bet, right? this is going to show you all the hands in the range that you played the way you should play that range and then step three you're going to go back in edit the filter highlight the range and select not so this is going to show you all the hands not in the range so everything outside of the range where you played it uh the way the range indicates so for ian right here 31% raising first in. If you hit not on the range, it's going to show you the 69% of hands that aren't in the range that you played that way by raising first in. All right, so if you're in the Poker Forge or if you become a lifetime member through my Labor Day deal, uh, the Quick Wins Game Plans course. Module one is all about using preflop ranges. And if you really want to work on your range range, work. (laughs) Work on your range usage, I guess. There's two videos. The first is a strategy video called Use the Kiss Cash Game Ranges. The second is Take Action Number One, Open Raising Ranges. Okay, question two comes to us from Glenn. And I absolutely love this question. Here it is. What do you feel is the ultimate study time? super good, right? I mean, like trying to think, think about and break down what is the best use of your time studying off the felt and maybe a little bit on as well. I, the ultimate study time that I think is a two day uh, process with four actions. And it's kind of like a repeatable cycle. You can do it for the two days, another two days, another two days and so on. Right? So day one, The first thing you're going to do is start with a study session, and that's where you're going to watch a video, read an article or something, Uh, basically study some strategy content around whatever leak you want to plug, and take notes on it, of course. Then in that same study session, you're going to go into your database of hands, filter for that situation to learn from how you're currently playing in that spot, and of course take notes on any mistakes that you make and the good things that you do. And then you're going to do one or two full hand reading exercises on hands when you filtered for that spot that went to showdown. Now, the second part, this is still day one. The second thing you're going to do is play a focus session. So you studied some strategies. Uh, The goal is to play a session and really try to employ those strategies at every opportunity. If you're not involved in the hand. And that situation comes up. Let's say you were studying double-barrel bluffing, right? Well, you folded pre-flop, but somebody else open-raised, somebody called, and now they have the opportunity to double-barrel bluff. Think about, like, put yourself in the potential double-barreler's shoes, and what would you do? Would you double-barrel bluff? And if so, what's the sizing? What good river cards would you want to see on the next street in case he calls, you know? And of course, as you're playing the session, tag every important hand. Now, day two of the ultimate study session. Um, The third thing, this is the third action, but it's the first of day two. You're going to have a study session. So review any tagged hands from the prior day and filter for the situation that you're trying to work on. And you have to do one or two full hand reading exercises. And the second part of day two is to play another session. With the exact same focus as before, you're looking for every opportunity to utilize the strategies that you learned and tag those hands. And then my Poker Forge recommendations here. There's a section in the Forge called Smart Learning, and there are some really good posts that give you some great ways to uh, 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 think about your studies, plan your studies, time management, efficient note-taking, all that stuff, but it's the Smart Learning section within the Forge. All right. Question 3 comes to us from Rick. He says, "I was playing 235NL. I opened under the gun with a raise to $20 with Ace Queen of Clubs. I got one caller and the button, who is a solid player, made it $75. I thought a long time and I mucked the other player called. The flop came with three clubs. I would have hit a nut flush. The first player checked. The preflop 3 better said, 'Let's play for it all.'" and the other player mucked his hand. The three-better showed the king of clubs, which means I basically would have had him drawing dead. Should I have called him pre-flop? So, Rick, if you think about this situation, uh, it's a great squeezing opportunity for that solid player on the button, right? I don't know what he thinks about you. Your under-the-gun raise might be a very strong range. It depends on what your image is, right? But you raise under the gun, somebody else called, and he's in the best position to squeeze two players right here. And he made it a really nice $75. Uh, Because he's a solid player, that probably means he's capable of bluffing. So with your ace-queen suited, I don't necessarily... uh, Actually, actually, what I should say is I'm not a fan of calling at all. If you call here, the other caller is going to call once again. Now you're going to be out of position in a three-way pot versus a solid player. And the other uh, other player has position on you as well. So for me, this is a 4-bet or fold spot. Now, if you are viewed as kind of a tight player, um, and in live games, right, 4-bets are often aces or kings only. If you open raise and then 4-bet over the squeezer, it's going to look like kings are better, probably. Maybe queens are better, but it won't look like ace-king. It probably won't even look like jacks or tens, right? You're going to make everybody make a very simple decision. He raised to 75. You might decide to make it 180, 190, dollars something along those lines right there. They're going to totally take you seriously, and they're going to fold all but, but the best hands. And even if they call depending on what that board is, if they can call with ace-king or ace-queen themselves or pocket jacks or something, if one overcard, or if they call with pocket tens or nines, if one overcard hits, if you don't even hit a pair with your ace-queen, if a king hits, uh, you can see bet and often take it down. If that board is pretty darn dry, like a uh, like a nine four three board, rainbow, the only thing that has anything on that board are their pocket pairs. All their overcards, ace-king, ace-queen, king-queen, uh, if they're calling with those... They're folding, so you have a really good c betting opportunity. So, I really like four bet re bluffing them right here. Now, from my or from your question, you had made particular mention that the board came all clubs and you would have hit a nut flush, but that doesn't factor into my answer at all. I'm only looking at the pre flop situation right there. You you can never know what cards are going to come on the flop, the turn, or the river. you got to make the best decision you can right now. So if you put your opponent on potential bluffs as a 3-bet squeeze, you have a great 4-bet rebluffing opportunity. If you put them on only value hands, like aces and kings, get the heck out of there. All right, and my Forge video recommendation is the pre-flop 3-bet defense video, and you can find that within the pre-flop hand selection course. Fourth question! comes from Mark. He says, how can I raise the blue line? So for those that don't know, it's a uh, the blue line is part of the graph within PokerTracker 4, and it shows you your money won with showdown. So here's my answer, Mark. You need to do these two things more often at showdown and actually leading up to showdown. Number one is to make better river calls so that you win more as the caller. If you're making terrible calls, calling with just one pair of hands when you know the, when you should know the player's only betting with two pair of better, you're just giving away your chips and that blue line's going to be negative going straight down because you're giving all, giving away all your money and you're seeing Showdown as the loser. You also need to, like, at the same time, make good decisions on earlier streets. Sometimes we make bad calls in hopes that we're, we're going to win on the flop and turn and then fold on the river, well, that doesn't affect your blue line if you fold on the river. But if you make proper folds earlier, that's going to help just your results in general, right? And it will help you get to the flop less often with weaker hands that you should have folded earlier. Now, the second thing you need to do, Mark, is make bigger and more river bets and raises for value in order to win more money from your calling opponents. The more value you get, uh, pre flop, flop, turn, and river, the better your blue line is going to be. And don't think of it as only getting value on the river, right? Let's look at a really common pre flop situation. You have pocket aces, you three bet your opponent, they called, and then you bet for value all three streets flop, turn, and river. Well, if you had raised it to only eight big blinds, then that's not as good you didn't build the pot as much, didn't get as much pre-flop value as if you had raised it to 9 or 10. And if your opponent still called 9 or 10 and then called those same uh flop turn in river bets, because that pot on the flop is bigger, your flop bet would have been bigger. Turn pot bigger, turn bet bigger. River pot bigger, river bet the biggest, right? So, to get more value on rivers you all you want to focus not focus but you want to think about every single street and think about your value betting as every street goes down or as every hand goes through the streets and so my poker forge video recommendation for you and mark everybody who wants to improve those showdown hands and just your win rates in general you have to watch you have to uh, take the finding the fold course in particular there's three videos there the first is called listen to what they're telling you the second History opens your eyes. And the third, you have options. Those three videos are killer to help you save money, but also earn some more value. All right, question number five comes to us from Ross. And he says When I have players who fold a lot to my steals, I have to steal, right? However, that then affects my image at the table as my VPIP and PFR start to rise. Is this okay? And my answer, absolutely you've got to steal like you said when they're folding don't worry about what your VPIP and pfr end up doing right like the goal of poker is not to have perfect VPIP and pfr numbers not to appear tight aggressive or loose aggressive or, or whatever the goal of poker is to exploit your opponents as much as possible and then you just kind of let your stats fall where they may if you're playing on a poker site where everybody folds to three bets, everybody does, then you're going to be three betting more than anybody else would on any site or any live game or any tournament, right? However, on the other hand, if you're at a site where everybody calls three bets, nobody folds because they're all fish and they all want to see flops no matter what, then your three bet percentage is going to just naturally be way less. Because why would you bluff if they're not folding? You would only three bet for value and you would raise a bigger size to get max value out of your opponent's. So the ultimate answer is, as long as you're spotting your opponent's tendencies and making plays that exploit their tendencies, I do not care what your stats are. It does not matter one bit. In the end, not in the end, I guess, in the long run, your stats are going to naturally be, uh, they're going to fall in line with whatever kind of player that you are. So if you're tight aggressive, well, your stats after 10,000 hands are going to be tight aggressive. In this one session right now, you might be like a 28 25 player because you're stealing so much, right? And your three bet might be up to like 13%. But after 10,000 hands, you might be back down to 15 13 player with a 6% three bet, right? In the long run, your stats are gonna average out to the player that you are. All right, my Poker Forge recommendation it's within the Poker Math Course. I love this video. It's called Strategy Number Four Stealing and 3-bet re-stealing. Thank you so much for listening to my Labor Day q and I have to remind you, the Labor Day Lifetime Membership Sale is going on right now through midnight of Tuesday the 7th. I'm offering $500 off Lifetime Forge membership. It's only $497. And at the current rate of $49.99 per month, your membership pays for itself after only 10 months. And let me tell you something right now. You might think, oh, nine courses, I can finish that in, in nine weeks. No, 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 not at all. There's way over a year of learning that you can do within the Forge right now. And truly, it is growing every single week. Last week, I put four new videos in This week, I'm going to be putting two new videos. Every week, new content. It's always growing. The value of your PokerForge membership is going to continually go up over time. So this $497 for lifetime is a steal. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the inside. Until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be.